I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. In the last time we read, we gave a pretty good history lesson on the Israelite people during their time of captivity up until the time of Christ. Where the Pharisees came from, where the Sadducees came from, what they were trying to do, and how there was a lot of turmoil and confusion in Jerusalem and with the people at that time. They were able to access scripture at the synagogues, it would have been spoken in Hebrew in the synagogues, which as we remember, was no longer their national language. It had switched to Aramaic. Something that's important to remember is that in Deuteronomy, it specifically spells out in chapters 27 through 30, verses having to do with blessings for obedience. Now, it's old law, so think about this. Do you think the blessings for obedience that were being promised were spiritual blessings, or do you think they were physical blessings? I should say blessings of the flesh. Physical. That's right. They were blessings of the flesh. That's what the old law promised. It promised blessings of the flesh. Follow me with all your heart, and I'll basically take care of you, your day-to-day needs. But it didn't promise anything for the spirit. It didn't promise any spiritual blessings. It didn't promise, think about this, it was kind of sad. It didn't promise that even if you were obedient, that you would know who your father was. That you would know your God and have a relationship with him. It just promised physical flesh blessings. And the curses were the same. The curses that were spoke of, the original curse for sin was given in Adam and Eve. What was that? What was the curse for spiritually for sin? If you sin, you die. That's right. If you sin, you die. That was the consequence of sin. He was talking about spiritual death in Genesis, right? So the law that was given in Deuteronomy was curses of the flesh. It was curses of the flesh that you would experience if you couldn't withhold this law. So I want you to think about something. According to Pharisaical Judaism, which is rooted in Deuteronomy, this is scripture, right? If you listen to what God says, then you're going to be well-fed, You're going to have lots of money. People are going to like you. You're going to have good influence. Your life is going to be real nice. According to the Pharisees, right? Which is according to Deuteronomy. If you're not living this way, then you're going to be sick. You're going to be weak. You're going to have turmoil in your life. Your land is going to be taken from you. And you're going to be poor. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. 
On the very first part of the Sermon on the Mount, and I know we went through this, I just want to go through it a little bit more. Jesus, if you remember, gives the Beatitudes. Blessed are this, blessed are that. So think about that. Think of what the people were learning from the Pharisees. They would be learning this. They would be learning things like, uh, blessed is the man who has lots of grain. The Lord has blessed him for his obedience, right? Blessed is the man who is not sick, for the Lord has given him his health for his obedience. Right? That's what they're saying. Jesus says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He uses the Beatitudes to immediately say something that would be contradicting exactly what the Pharisees would have been saying. But the Pharisees would have been talking about the old law. Right? So there's nothing wrong with Moses. So the question is, why would it be blessed to be poor in spirit? Because the old law says something completely different. It's because they realize that without God they can't do it. And they know that they're helpless. Could anybody actually keep the entire law of Deuteronomy? No. No. So how many people was God going to have to bless according to Deuteronomy? Nobody. Nobody. That's right. Nobody. Nobody was going to be blessed according to what the Pharisees were saying. Nobody was even going to be blessed according to what the Mosaic law was saying because nobody was going to be obedient to it. Right? But if you thought that you were being obedient to it, if you could lie to yourself and convince yourself that you were very impressive, that you were very obedient, that your behavior was so good, that you actually deserved God's blessing according to Deuteronomy, do you think if you believed that about yourself, do you think that would lead you to being poor in spirit? Or do you think that would lead you to being puffed up with pride in spirit? Proud in spirit. That's right, puffed up in pride. The Pharisees were puffed up in pride, right? They believed that they were the most obedient people, and they probably were. But it's probably just because of their position. That's right. Yeah, and, and their obedience. They were, if you wanted to, if you wanted to like take tally marks, probably of like who was being obedient and who wasn't, the Pharisees were obedient according to the law as much as anybody else, probably, right? But that's not the problem. The problem is it doesn't require some obedience or even a lot of obedience. It requires perfect obedience, right? So Jesus says, no. Not blessed are these righteous, self-worthy, you know, self-worthy people. Blessed are the people who are poor in spirit. Because as Trey said, those are the people who are gonna walk away from this sermon and they're gonna realize there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can actually ever be good enough to be acceptable to my God. So if I can never be good enough, I'm gonna have to hope that God has blank on me. Mercy. Mercy. That's my only hope. Even if you don't know who Jesus is, even if you don't know the Messiah, which they didn't at this time, right? They didn't they didn't know what Jesus all he was doing. They didn't really know the totality of what Jesus meant, right? And and what he was going to do in his life. So they didn't have a Messiah yet. All you could do is leave there and say I just, the only thing I can possibly do is hope that God is going to have mercy on me. That posture would leave you poor in spirit. That would leave you poor in spirit. That's why I said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And they keep going. You can go through all these. Blessed are those who mourn. What does that even mean? Blessed are those who are sad. 
Like, what does that even mean? According to the laws of this world and according to the Mosaic law, if you were obedient, you would be blessed. And if you were blessed, you certainly wouldn't be sad. Right? You wouldn't be living your life mourning because he said you won't, you won't, none of these things that are hurtful will happen to you if you're obedient to this. I, I won't be a broken record about it. The point is, nobody was going to be obedient to it. Right? Nobody was going to be obedient. So the people who realized that they couldn't be obedient, right? Those are the ones who are going to be mourning. Don't worry, they will be comforted. All right? Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Well, that's right. Blessed are the merciful. But to be merciful to others, the only way you can be merciful is if you've received mercy. But if you believe that you're going to live according to the law in such a perfect way that you don't need mercy, how can you receive mercy if you don't think you need it? The more we die to our flesh and we die to trying to understand this from the way that makes sense to our flesh, and the more we open up the power of the Spirit and the sufficiency of Christ to the words, they will start to light up. So this is why he gave the Beatitudes. It would have been in direct contrast. He would have been making a statement right away that I disagree with what the Pharisees are teaching you, right? And actually, you're going to have to come to a point where you are so unimpressed with yourself that you realize that mercy is your only chance and mercy was to come in the form of Jesus Christ. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. And when I think about that, what if we called the salt of the earth, what if we thought of salt like the Holy Spirit? What happened to our salt when Adam and Eve sinned? It um, became unsalty. Yes, we lost our saltiness. We lost spiritual life through Adam and Eve, right? We lost spiritual life. How on earth can we possibly be made salty again? By Jesus. Through Jesus. That's right. That's how we're going to be made salty again. Jesus knows the answer to this question. But would any of el- anybody else there known the answer to this question? No. They would have had no idea because they were all not aware of who the Messiah was and what he was teaching at this time. He hadn't revealed himself yet, even as the Messiah. So he knew the answer to that. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be burnt. And that's right. That's absolutely right. Trampled underfoot, he says. Jesus was going to give us our saltiness back through the indwelling presence of his Holy Spirit. And we have to receive it, right? That's really our job is to, is to believe and to receive. That's it. Jesus comes in and he says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. We already talked about this at length and we won't go over it too much again. But what Jesus was saying is, I didn't come to abolish Moses. I came to fulfill Moses. You're going to hear me say things that sound like they're against Moses, but that's only because of all the other laws that the Pharisees have added on on top of Moses. Jesus didn't live according to those laws because those laws weren't part of God's Mosaic law, right? The law given through Moses was good enough. It was good enough. It was the perfect law. Perfect how? It wasn't perfect for us to live by. No, in fact... In Romans chapter 3, verse 20, Paul says, Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Well, then what's the point of the law? It says, rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. That's what the point of the law is. So, they didn't need 
additional laws on top of the Mosaic law in order to be obedient to the Mosaic law. There was already plenty in the Mosaic law. They couldn't be obedient to that all by itself. That wasn't the point. The Mosaic law was never given so that the people could try and live in obedience to it. It was given to point them for their need of a savior. savior. <clears throat> I think you probably know more about eternal salvation and eternal security than certainly than most. The verses I want to get into the next time we record and that these two kind of historical and background recordings have been leading up to this is we're going to get into Matthew chapter 6 verses 14. It's right after the Lord's prayer and the Lord Jesus said this, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So we got to stop and ask ourselves, does that fit the good news? Does that agree with the good news that Jesus Christ has died for the sins of the world, past, present, and future, and that by having a relationship with him, we can have the, his indwelling Holy Spirit in us and live eternally with the Lord? It should give you pause, and it does, I can see it, when you read, but if you don't forgive people, your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins. And of course, by now you can probably figure out where I'm going with this tomorrow, but we will pick it back up and finally continue on into the rest of chapter six tomorrow. I love you kids. I love you too. You guys are good kids. Mm-hmm.